Hello everyone, happy new year and welcome to the Clever Girls Know podcast. This is Bola, founder and CEO of Clever Girl Finance. And today I'm excited to have a special guest on the podcast to talk about career advancement and success. Because now that we are at the beginning of a brand new year, it's 2019, it is a great time to review your career goals and create a strategy to help you succeed at work. And when you're pursuing and achieving your career goals, your financial goals also tend to follow, right? So my guest today is Fran Hauser, and Fran is a media executive, startup investor, and advisor. She's also the best-selling author of the book, Myth of the Nice Girl, Achieving a Career You Love Without Becoming a Person You Hate. Her investment portfolio consists of 20 companies, 18 of which are female-founded. I love that. And Fran has held senior positions at some of the world's largest digital media businesses, some of which include People, InStyle, Entertainment Weekly, and AOL. She was named one of Business Insider's 30 Women in Venture Capital to Watch in 2018. And Fran and the Myth of the Nice Girl have been featured on a wide range of outlets, including The Today Show, CNBC, People, Fortune, Time, Fast Company, Oprah.com, Business Insider, Elle, and much more. And on this episode, Fran shares why she wrote her book, The Myth of the Nice Girl, as a resource for women. She shares a personal story of overcoming a difficult situation during her career. She also talks about the mistakes women make when it comes to proving their value at work and how to do things differently. And she shares how to balance being ambitious without being labeled bitchy and so much more. Fran shares so many nuggets in this episode, so you definitely want to stay tuned um, to listen in. But before we jump into the episode, be sure to stop by cleverwellfinance.com to check out our personal finance course platform. The new year is a great time to restart, refresh, and get on track with your finances. We launch brand new courses every single month on different financial and life-related topics, and we have an epic, epic, epic community of women who are supporting each other. I am so proud of the women in our community. They're doing such great things, and I have to shout them out. Hey, ladies. So definitely stop by Clever Girl Finance to check out what we have going on. And speaking of career, one of the courses we'll be launching soon is called How to Use LinkedIn to Land Your Next High-Paying Job. So again, head over to clevergirlfinance.com to check things out. And one more thing before we dive into the episode, if you haven't already subscribed to the podcast, I would love for you to do that. You can subscribe on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, or on Google Play. And you can also listen to episodes of the podcast and watch videos on the Clever World Finance YouTube channel. Just search Clever World Finance on YouTube. And pretty please rate and review this podcast on iTunes so other people can find it as well. And spread the word, tell your friends about it. Now let's talk to Fran. Welcome to the podcast, Fran. Hi, Bella. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for being here. I am really excited to talk with you and share your knowledge with my audience. Oh, I'm just thrilled to be here. Thank you. So before we dive in, I'd love for you to tell us who you are and what you do. So I am a startup investor and advisor. Um, I have 20 companies in my portfolio 18 of them are female founded and they are pretty much all in the consumer uh, content and community spaces. And I've been doing this for about five years. And before um, this chapter in in my career, I was in media for a very long time. I ran um, 
several different digital media businesses. The, the last job I had in media was president of digital for Time Inc., where I oversaw um, all of the, the digital products related to their, uh, the magazine brand. So People, Magazine, In Style, Entertainment Weekly. Um, so yeah, and I, I just published a book in April called The Myth of the Nice Girl. Yes, and I'm going to be asking some questions about that. Um, but I just wanted to say, Fran, you are amazing. Um, so I had met you through one of my advisors who connected me to you as, you know, to get advice as well. And you've also connected me to other people who have been incredible. So I wanted to say thank you to you for that. Oh, that's great. Um, and it's just great. a pleasure and an honor to be able to know you and just have you be a part of, you know, this podcast. So thank you. <laughs> Absolutely. My pleasure. So let's talk about your book and your book. You recently released it. Like you mentioned, it's called The Myth of the Nice Girl, Achieving a Career You Love Without Becoming a Person You Hate. Um, what made you write the book and why did you title it that? So I, I started thinking about this topic. Um, well, I've been thinking about this topic truthfully for a very long time, my whole entire <laughs> life. But when the, the moment that I realized that we really needed a, a book on the topic was about nine years ago, actually. It was 2009, and I was working at People Magazine. And I realized that the young women that I was mentoring kept asking me the same question. You know, they wanted to know how I could be so nice and still be successful. And I found myself just talking about this topic, you know, quite, quite a bit. Um, I think, you know, women struggle between if they're too nice, they're, you know, they're considered weak and a pushover. If they're too tough, they're considered a bitch. And there's always this sort of delicate, you know, balancing act. And um, I, I actually wrote a blog post for Forbes in January of 2016 called Nice Girls Finish First When They Ask the Right Questions. And I started hearing from women all around the country. It was actually like one of their most popular blog posts in that mentoring series that they did. Um, and that was actually the moment that I, that it, that validated for me that there was a need for the book because it wasn't just my network, but it was people like from all around the country that were reaching out saying that it was something that they really struggled with. Um, so, you know, that was two and a half years ago. And, um, I decided at that moment that I was going to start working on the proposal and, um, it's just been so wonderful. Like, I, I can't tell you, you know, the book's been out for six months and it's doing really well. It's really resonating. Um, I've been doing this book tour all around the country and I've been meeting so many incredible women. Um, and, you know, a lot of the, um, the topics and the themes that I cover in the book and the advice that I give it's just, it's really, um, it's making an impact. And that's really what I wanted to do with this book. Um, so it just, nothing makes me happier than, you know, when a woman reaches out and says, oh, I followed your advice and I got a 30% raise, you know, now I'm being paid in market. Um, or, you know, I'm, I'm really, I'm really finding my voice and I'm like forcing myself to speak up in meetings. And so, you know, at the end of the day, like, you, when you first when you first embark on a project like writing a book, and I had never written a book before, and you go through these periods of doubt, like are people even going to get mm. this? Is it going to make sense? Is it going to land? Is it you know? And so just seeing the way um, that that it, it's just that it's impacting women, you know, in their kind of day to day like work life, 
um, it's just been really so rewarding and, and, and wonderful. Um, and then, you know, the, the title, we struggled a lot with coming up with a title for the book. Um, we considered, you know, probably over a hundred titles and we decided on the myth of the nice girl because there is this myth that when you are nice at work, that you're not going to get ahead, you know, that you're not going to get the corner office, whatever the corner office may mean to you. Um, and I really wanted to debunk that myth because I know in my own career being nice, um, which by the way, like I, I define as being empathetic, being collaborative, having the confidence that there are enough opportunities to go around. Like when you bring all of that stuff to work, it, it's so helpful because it allows you to develop relationships with people and being successful in business is all about people and relationships. Um, so for me, it's just something that's been so helpful to me in my mm. career. And it was important to me that I, that I debunked this, this myth. And truthfully, also while I was writing the book, I felt like the world around me was kind of falling apart because, you know, the me too movement and, the, you know, I remember when the Uber CEO got fired and Ariana Huffington getting up in front of the whole Uber, you know, employee base and saying no more brilliant jerks will be allowed to work at this company. Like that was such a moment for me, you know, it really resonated. And, and, and I, I also realized that the book, in addition to being a playbook of tips and techniques and scripts that I really wanted it to take on this higher level mission, mission of changing the image of what a successful leader looks like so that it's not just somebody who's competitive, tough and demanding and smart, but it's also someone who's kind. So that that's really the higher level mission. I would say that the book, the book took on as I was writing it. That's awesome. And, you know, I'll definitely tell you, Fran, your book is a gem. I wish that when I was starting out my career, you know, just navigating working in corporate America, I had your book. I, have definitely been told in the past by female leadership that I was too nice. And because I'm too nice, people might not think that I'm smart. I had somebody tell me that um, because I worked in technology, um, predominantly male, um, and it was just a few women and everybody was just aggressive. And especially my senior leadership, it was like, you had to act like a man to be <laughs> successful. And you're going to be sharing some tips on us, but with us, but yeah, ladies, if you're listening and you're in that space where, you know, you want to be nice and you want to be successful, it is possible. And Fran's going to break that down for us. <laughs> so, um, I'd love for you to share a personal story, um, of how you overcame a difficult situation in your career, um, as you were growing, as you were, um, you know, scaling, climbing the career ladder, um, and what you learned from that experience? One experience that um, just really made a, a huge impact on, on my career um, occurred very early on, actually. I was probably a couple years out of school, um, and I was working at Ernst & Young, and Coca-Cola was our client. And we spent many hours at their offices um, in this boardroom, you know, with maybe 20 or so people. So like our team and, um, and, and the Coca-Cola team. And there was this man who, um, he was a vice president at Coke and I just found him to be so intimidating. And I had such a hard time, um, 
speaking up and using my voice whenever he was in the room. Like I just really uh, retreated. Um, I was very quiet. And truthfully, like the only thing that I would ever say after he spoke was, that's interesting. <laughs> just because, you know, it was such a thrill. That's interesting. And my, my boss, Lou Sharetta, who was such a, an incredible mentor to me, he pulled me aside um, after one of these meetings and he said, Fran, you have to stop that. You have to stop doing that. It's so not interesting to hear you say that's interesting. You know, he's like, I know you're smart and you have a point of view and you have opinions. And it's really important that people hear those opinions and that they hear your point of view. And it was such a moment for me. You know, I just really needed that. I needed somebody to, to point that out. And I remember before the next meeting, I looked at the agenda and I selected a topic on the agenda that I felt really comfortable with. And I prepared exactly what I was going to say. Um, and I went into that meeting, um, you know, with the confidence because I had prepared and I actually said something other than that's interesting. I didn't <laughs> die. That's totally fine. Um, look, it wasn't, it wasn't the most sophisticated or most provocative comment, I'm sure, but it got me comfortable speaking up. And the more that I did it, the more that I forced myself to, to, you know, to share my thoughts, the more comfortable that I, that I got with it. And it's so interesting because the, the man who I had found so intimidating, he ended up hiring me away from Ernst & Young to join his team at Coca-Cola. And he wouldn't have done that if I hadn't spoken up because he would have no idea who I was. I was one of the most junior people on the team. And there were a lot of people sitting around that table, you know, in these like daily meetings that we would have. Um, and that really you know, it was just such a big milestone for me in, in my career because uh, he was a huge mentor over the next four years. And he just, he kept elevating me, you know, into these bigger and bigger, you know, roles. And so one of the things that I, I talk about a lot is just the importance of, of speaking up and not agonizing over the exact words that you're going to use and feeling like, you know, what you say has to be perfect and just do it you know, just do it. And if you're somebody like me who maybe, you know, is a little, a little more shy, a little more introverted, especially earlier on in your career, make sure that you have the agenda ahead of time, or just ask the person who's running the meeting, like what topics are we going to be covering? And even if you make a commitment to yourself of just picking one thing that you're going to talk about, you know, it just gets easier and easier the, the more that you do it. Um, so, so that's something that I, um, that I was at a, a, my local high school this morning doing a talk and I gave that advice to the, you know, the, the high school students that even in class, it's really important, you know, ra raise your hand. You're not going to come across as annoying or over eager, which is a lot of what, you, you know, a lot of young girls think that like, just do it, raise your hand, you, you know, cr create these really good habits now, you know, when, when you're young. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. And I love the fact that you actually got the constructive feedback where you were told you're super smart, you know, you should speak up and not say, not just say that's interesting. And unfortunately, not everybody has people to do that for them. For me, you know, the instance was, well, you're too nice. People are not going to think you're smart. Like to me, that was not useful feedback. <laughs> uh, but I did have a similar experience to you where I was kind of like thrown into the fire where I 
you know, at one of my jobs, I worked um, as a data analyst and I created a executive report that I would um, set up the slides for every month. And I would go into my boss's office and prepare him for the meeting and go over the slides. And I'd be so animated and so excited to tell him about all this data. And then when we're in the meeting, he would typically go over the slides. And it was with senior executives, um, one of which I had interviewed with. And I remember at my interview, he had told me, you know, I've been working at this company since before you were born. So I was completely intimidated. And my boss would always say, you should give your insights at the meeting. And I would never do it because I was just like terrified. I was like, you know, imposter syndrome. I knew what I was doing, but I didn't think I was good enough. And all of a sudden we would go to these meetings and he would just go from being the person to explain it and be like, hey, Bola, can you go over this section? And it was the most difficult thing for me, but it was the best thing that he did to me because every time he did that, it just made me more confident. And after a while, I would just go into the media and be like, so this is what we're going to talk about. These are the issues. This is this, this is that. And I was a completely different person. So, <laughs> oh my God. And you know, what a gift, right? What a gift. I, I, I say to people, like, if you don't have a problem, with speaking up in a meeting, look around you because there may be people sitting there that are very quiet and they have very important things to say, but they're just, they're nervous, you know, where they're yeah. anxious about it and see what you can do to help draw them out. Um, because it's really important to hear different people's perspectives, you know? Um, so I love that he did that. I would do that too. There was a young woman on my team who um, it was really hard for her to speak up. So I would give her a heads up before the meeting. You know, I would say, look, I'm going to ask you to talk about this. I know you have really deep expertise in it and I want everybody to hear what you have to say. Or I would do the same thing that your boss did. You know, we're in the meeting and I would say, Sarah, we, you know, you and I were talking about this the other day. What, you know, I loved your perspective. You know, can you, can you share it with the group? So, and right, the more you do it, like anything, the more you do it, the more comfortable you feel. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Definitely. So on that note, I'd love for you to talk about um, some of the mistakes that women make when it comes to proving their value at work. Um, because there are a lot of mistakes that we commit. <laughs> well, I mean, look, I think it, 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 it starts with um, really owning, really, really owning your value and feeling confident about it. You know, I just, I think that we're so quick to focus on the things that we're not doing well, or, you know, the things that we, we need to be doing better. And I, I love to actually write down, I have like a little journal and I make notes when I do something thing where I feel like, wow, I've really created value, you know, for the, the company, or maybe it's a client or, you know, it's a win. I've created value. I've made an impact. Um, keeping a list of those things and every once in a while referring back to that list is a really great way um, to, to kind of fight against that imposter syndrome that a lot of us have. Um, I talk a lot about evidence-based confidence. You know, evidence-based confidence is all about, I've done that before and I've done it well. I can do it again. You know, I don't need, mm -hmm. I don't need to be scared. Um, and one way to make sure that you have that evidence-based confidence is to, to, to keep that list of all of the great stuff um, that, you've, that you've done. Um, you know, the other thing is women tend to negotiate more effectively if they're negotiating on behalf of someone else. 
I actually had a friend say to me yesterday, she's like, oh yeah, like I, I totally go to bat for my team all the time. You know, I'm always fighting for a raise for them or for, uh, you know, a promotion, but I, I never do that for myself. And we all need to do that. You know, like um, you, I think it's so important that we each love ourselves enough that we're going to go to bat for her, for ourselves. you know, and to be able to stand outside of yourself and really look at, wow, like these are all the amazing things that I've done. Um, and having like a really objective perspective on that. Um, so I, I do think that's a lot of it is, is just, just really being clear about the value that you create and the impact that you make on others and the impact that you make on, you know, what, wherever you're, you're, you're working, um, in terms of helping them grow and be, be successful. Um, just be very, very aware of that. And, you know, we talk about this a lot, right? Women make 80% of mm-hmm. what men make. Women of, color, women of color make 63%. Um, the only way that that's going to change is that we, we each have to be our own best advocate. And, you know, look, I love that companies are starting to focus on this. And, um, you know, there are companies like Salesforce that are really committed to pay equality and, I think that's wonderful and every single company should do that. But we also, as women, you know, we, we each need to be accountable and, and ask, 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 ask for more. What is the worst thing that could possibly happen? If you don't ask, the answer is always no. So it's like, it's, it just, I feel so strongly about this, you know, and, and when you're, when you're asking, um, obviously know what your market rate is. And you, you do that by talking to recruiters and talking to peers at other companies, like going in armed with that data will make you more confident. Um, and if you get a no, is there something else that you'd like to get? You know, is there maybe, I had one young woman who really wanted to join this um, networking group outside of the company. And it, it, I think it costs like a thousand dollars. It's an annual subscription of a thousand dollars. So I encouraged her, I encouraged her, if you don't get the raise, ask for that, get something, you know? Um, so, so yeah, so, so, so definitely own your value and, um, and ask. I think that's so important. It's something that I, you know, I had to learn the hard way. And even when I think about conversations I have with women about their finances, going back to the first point you made about just recognizing your value and keeping a journal to like what you do, track what you have done that has been great. Um, a lot of women kind of forget what they're capable of and they, for, they forget what their successes are because they're so focused on what they did not accomplish or what they have not accomplished or their goals that seem so far out of reach that they forget that you're actually amazing and you actually bring a lot to the mm-hmm. table. Um, and that's super important. And, you know, in terms of asking, again, that's that's something I had to learn the hard way. Like I mentioned, um, you know, my first couple of jobs, I didn't negotiate. And then it was having conversations. Like I said, I needed your book friend. <laughs> It was having random conversations with people and I would be like, wait a minute, your salary is that because you just asked for that? And I became this person that, you know, my mantra then became kill them with kindness, but ask for what what you want. You know, so I started negotiating my salaries. Well, I want to get the salary because I know this is what the industry is paying. And if they couldn't give it to me, I'll be like, well, what about vacation? What about this? What about that? What about, you know, next year's bonus? And I would just... 
yeah, I would do it in like the nicest way and in the most professional way. And I would start to get those things. And I was like, wait a minute, I just had to ask for this and, you know, bring, and when I would ask, I would back it up by, this is why I'm worth this. This is why, you know, this is what I'm going to bring to the table. This is my skill set. This is why I'm going to make um, the company successful with this role I'm going to be, be in. I'm going to be in. So, um, yeah, that's really great advice. So, so it's a fine line, though, with being ambitious, right, um, and being labeled bitchy, unfortunately. So how do you balance um, being ambitious without being labeled bitchy, being confident, being, you know, whoever you want to be, like being who you are without being called a bitch? Yeah. Well, you know, so I, I really, I break down what it means to be ambitious in the book. I think it's chapter two. And I talk about things like, um, you know, being ambitious to me is about doing really great work and making sure that you're getting the credit for that work. It's about stepping up into opportunities. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also about creating new opportunities. And you can do all of those things um, in a way where you're still um, caring about other people, you're connecting with people, um, you're being inclusive. Um, you know, I talk about like I when I was at Movie Phone, uh, gosh, probably 20 years ago now, I this woman, Cheryl Grossman, who was on my team and I, we noticed that we were so focused on um, the movie studios and having the movie studios advertise on our website, and which was great. It was a perfect platform for them to advertise, but we weren't going after other companies, consumer packaged goods, finance, you know, you, you name it. So we saw that. We saw that as an opportunity. And um, when we were thinking about, okay, we should talk to the CEO of the company about, you know, creating a, a small kind of group, a team that could really focus on this, and that's ambitious, right? Because you're you're mm-hmm. you're, you're identifying an opportunity, um, and you're putting together a plan for how to kind of you know execute on it. But we also knew that we had to get buy-in from certain people because if we just went to the CEO and said, "This is what we're seeing, um, and this is what we want to do." But we haven't had conversations with the head of sales, with the head of research. Um, guess what? They're probably going to get pissed because <laughs> they're want, right. Like they're, so, so we had conversations with them. We had conversations with the head of sales and the head of research, and we said, "Look, guys, you know this is what we're seeing. We're seeing this opportunity. Are you seeing the same thing? Like, are you like the head of sales? Are you seeing this in, in the field?" and and they were like, I, we think this is a great idea. And we included, we were inclusive, right? We included them in and we said, let's, why don't we talk to the CEO, you know, about creating this team and it worked. And that's a way of being ambitious while still being inclusive. Um, if we hadn't included them, then I could see them getting kind of annoyed and maybe thinking, you know, like, what the, what the hell, you know, like, what do you think? <laughs> Yep. Right. You, you, you went, you talked to the CEO, you didn't even talk to us about this. So, so it's so much of that. It's so much of like, yes, be ambitious. 
yes, like identify opportunities, step up into, you know, into, into new opportunities. If there's a, a job at the company that, you know, is a stretch, you know, maybe you think that you have some of the qualifications, but not all of them go for it. You know, if there's great work that you've done, make sure you get the credit, but also share the success with other people, right? Like it's, it's not just all about you, you, you. So you, you can be, you can be ambitious, you can be driven, um, but you can also bring people along with you on that journey as opposed to alienating them. Yeah. And you don't have to lose yourself. And like you said, you don't have to become someone you hate because yeah. you're pursuing ambitious, you're sh- pursuing ambition and you're becoming this aggressive, arrogant, like awful person that you are not. Um, so it's kind of like you can, if you have a strategy for it, you can have your cake and eat it. <laughs> yeah. And eat it too. <laughs> you can. And you know, it, look, and it all really truly does come from, um, in your core, like it's, it's, it's just really, the intention has to be um, authentic. You know, like I always say, don't try to be somebody that you're not, you know, the, the, the book was really written for women who are just genuinely really nice people and caring and empathetic and love connecting with people. And they're struggling with how to bring that to work. That that's who the book is for. You know, it's like it's basically encouraging women to to bring all of that to work. Don't check those qualities at the door when you go to work. These are all qualities and traits that can be so helpful to you. So um, this is not about trying to change people. Do you know? It's it's really about just telling you to be be yourself. Be yourself, yeah. whether it's in your personal life, your your work life. You don't need to be anybody else. Like you're enough. You know, you're you're truly enough. That's really great advice. Um, this has been amazing, Fran. Um, before I let you go, I have to ask you, what is your clever girl superpower? Well, I know this is kind of obvious. <laughs> <laughs> I I do have to say my my superpower is my relational intelligence, like just the way that I'm able to relate and connect with people on a very deep level. And so much of that goes back to just being a nice, good person. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much. Um, Before you go, I'd love for you to share how our Clever Girls can keep in touch with you, where to find you. And I'm going to be putting a link to the book in the show notes, um, but how can they keep up with you? So Instagram and Twitter, my handle is Fran underscore Hauser. Um, and also through my website, franhauser.com. Awesome. And you have an incredible newsletter. So ladies, when you go to her website, yes. subscribe. <laughs> yes, it's got, you know, career advice and startup news, you know, so just news about the, um, the startups in my portfolio. Um, but there's a lot of great advice for you know, women that are working for somebody else, you know, women that are entrepreneurs, like, so um, there, there's, there's a lot of good stuff in there. So yes, thank you for the shout out, Bo. I appreciate that. <laughs> thank you so much for being here, Fran. Thank you. Have a great day. You too. Bye. So I hope you guys enjoyed listening to that episode with Fran and you got some nuggets to help you as you work on 
creating a strategy for your careers. Um, the next episode is going to be focused specifically on negotiating and how you can apply it to every aspect of your life, including your careers. So stay tuned for that. And please don't forget to subscribe to this podcast if you haven't already. Rate and review it on iTunes. Leave me a nice review if you're loving the podcast. And please tell your friends about the podcast. I'll talk to you guys on the next episode.